Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, and now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, in case you're wondering, the name of the gentleman we interviewed last half hour, folks, is Dr. Wilfred Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y, Assistant Professor of Political Sciences at Kentucky State University. Uh, and his his book is called Taboo. That's the name of his uh, name of his book. So and also we posted that story at our Facebook page <clears throat> that he wrote. That uh, it was not a story; it's a column or a blog. It's called The Good News They Won't Tell You About Race in America. And it's an excellent read. I encourage everybody to go and check it out. We posted a link to that on our Today's Issues Facebook page. All right, Steve, uh, you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend, yes. Um, it was, uh, we, the house selling is done, so we're finally back to like what seems like a normal life for us, for my wife and I. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. House selling is over? We uh, sold a house and had spent, it seems like, uh, three years since in the last two months just moving everything out of it. If you ever moved, you have to put everything in boxes. <clears> take, it's just a whole mess, but it's, oh, no, I, we're all good now. No, I, listen. Uh, moving is is uh, right up there with COVID. Well, I mean, as far as worst things in life, I think. I agree with you. <laughs> my world revolved around that. So when you asked me how my weekend was, the first thing yeah, that popped in my you. head is, I didn't have to I move. <laughs> no, moving is definitely like number six or seven in worst things in life, exactly. I think. Uh, no question exactly. about it. Um, all right, Steve, go ahead. What's first on your agenda there, Mr. Uh, uh, Newsman? Some pretty important and amazing stuff happening in Washington over the weekend. Uh, we've talked mm-hmm. about the uh, spending spree that the, the, that the um, I almost said Obama, that the Biden White House wants to do with this Build Back Better bill. This mm-hmm. $2 trillion, $3 trillion, $5 trillion, depending on who you ask bill that it was going to be this human infrastructure. Well, it was set for passage until Joe Manchin happened. This is the senator from West Virginia who has been on the fence kind of this, saying saying he's going to maybe not support it. He was kind of throwing a wrench in it. Well, the Senate has split 50-50, and he has now come out and said he will not vote for the Build Back Better bill, which means, for all intents and purposes, for this year, it is dead. If they want it to pass, they're going to have to reintroduce it all over again next year. Yeah, he chose to make his announcement on uh, Fox yeah. Uh, over the weekend, cut number one. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no on this legislation. I have tried everything I know to do. Yeah, and uh, Tim and Steve. Hey, oh, he about got emotional there, didn't he? <laughs> he did, huh? and 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 I think I know the reason why. Uh, he is stepping up as kind of the lone pillar against his whole party. And we're going to get into the reaction in just a minute here from people like Jen Psaki at the White House. But here's what happened with Joe Manchin. Uh, He dealt with the facts. Remember, this bill is over 2,000 pages long. 
And in this bill, there were some some problem areas for Joe Manchin. Number one, it was like eternal daycare subsidies. Uh, The Congressional Budget Office did their estimate on this, and it wasn't $1.7 trillion. It was $5 trillion it was going to cost the American people. Joe Manchin did not buy the claims by the White House that it would cost America. Remember, the White House has been saying it's not going to cost Americans anything. It's zero cost. That's not true. It's simply not true. And Joe Manchin stood strong on this. Plus, inside this bill is a huge green component, we call it, against climate change. All kinds of measures which basically would put the end to the fossil uh, industry in this country and make us totally dependent on other countries. So those were just a few things that they never could agree on because the radical left of the Democratic Party now controls this party. And you saw that reaction. Uh, We've got cut number two here. This is Bernie Sanders, Elon Omar, uh, Presley. It's it's the whole, whole squad. Whole squad group here. Have a listen. Cut number two. If he doesn't have the courage to do the right thing for the working families of West Virginia and America, let him vote no in front of the whole world. We we all knew that uh, Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. He has continued to move the goalpost. He has never negotiated in good faith. And he is obstructing the president's agenda. I'm going to be looking for the phone number to the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future, or the email address to see if they can go and see about Scrooge on um, on uh, Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, not Scrooge, uh, Senator Matt. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and Jen Psaki well, unleashed yeah. a, a, a t- basically said that Joe Manchin had promised President Biden that he would vote in favor of it and she said he went back on his word. That was her public statement on this. Basically oh, Jen, saying Joe Manchin yeah. lied. Jen Psaki yesterday had what uh, a lot of people refer to uh, on Twitter as a, quote, hissy fit. Oh, did she ever. <laughs> she, had a, she just unleashed uh, on him, uh, you know, basically calling him, every, calling him a liar. Yeah. Basically is what she's calling him. You know what? I read uh, enough on this Build Back Better bill to see what it... This was a massive... Uh, this, is, this is akin to the Great Society type thing mm-hmm. where Biden and the Democrats were going to use... They tried to ram everything they could possibly think of in this bill that would expand the role of the federal government's control over the states and the American people... A daycare. Uh, I mean, it was just uh, it's and gifts to unions. I mean, it was just, it basically wrapped the Green New Deal in there. They tried to get uh, amnesty in yeah. there, yes. But uh, but parliamentarian in the Senate said you can't do that. So th- this was <clears throat> this this was the dream list of all Democrats, uh, uh, liberal except Joe Manchin maybe, and. Uh, and they wanted to roll it all into one big piece of legislation called Build Back Better. And I'll tell you what what, what this means. The reason why uh, they're going uh, off on Joe Manchin, the senator from the Democrat Senator from West Virginia, is because, as you said, uh, is, 50, is Senate 50-50? Yes, it is. Okay. 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. And so if Manchin doesn't vote for it, that's a 51-49 defeat. 
in the United States Senate. So you got all the Republicans plus one Democrat, Joe Manchin. But this is it for the Democrats for the foreseeable future in terms of any kind of legislation that they want to get passed. And this was their this was their chance to basically uh, take over the country, if you want to, with their uh, with their politics, because they're not going to win. They're going to lose the House in the fall. Everybody's saying this to the Republicans may lose the Senate to the Republicans. So Biden's uh, legislative agenda is nothing. Mm. He's not going to be able to do anything at all from here going forward. So that's why they had to put it all in this one big bill. That's why they wanted to have this pass. And now they see the writing on the wall. They'll lose the House in the fall. They may well lose the Senate. You've got a, uh, a man who's on, uh, mentally decli- on the mental decline, cognitive decline in Biden. He's doesn't he probably won't won't run and he doesn't need to run and and he'll probably lose to whoever the Republicans put up. Kamala Harris is her numbers are worse than uh, Biden's in terms of her approval rating. So there's nothing good <laughs> out there for the Democrats going into 2022 and beyond. And now things can change. But uh, you got inflation rising. You get uh, Biden's got a lot of problems uh, to face. So this was it for them. So you want to know why they're so ticked? Why they're so angry at at uh, Mansion? They know this was it. This was their one shot to get everything done with this bill back a, a better, and it's not going to happen. It's so. inter- you know one of the questions being teased out there, guys, is. Uh, you know, the way that the Democrats have responded to Manchin on this, is this going to be enough perhaps for him to say, you know, I, <laughs> the Democratic Party has moved away from me. I haven't moved away from the Democratic Party. And maybe I don't have a home in the Democratic Party anymore. And might he switch over and be a Republican? Now, Mike? some Democrats. Oh, Manchin. <laughs> Manchin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that he might switch over to the Republican Party. Now, some Democrats say he probably won't go that far. But I'll tell you what, I don't think Joe Manchin does have a home in the Democratic Party anymore. Not the Democratic Party of 2021. Yeah. No. And, 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 and one reason I think, Tim, that he will probably not change party is because right, right. now he is the man in Washington. In fact, someone was even asking, uh, I think it was Jen Psaki over the weekend, or no, Nancy Pelosi, they asked, Who's the president of the United States? Uh, and, and is it Manchin? He's got almost as much power right now as anybody else in Washington. I don't think he's going to want to give that up just to become a Republican. He'd just be another member of the, a voice in the crowd. Well, now that was asked last week of Vice President Harris That's when she was, was on an interview with um, a uh, what, what's the fellow's name? A sharp, sharp, Charmaine Charlemagne God. the God. The God. Okay. This is a. Uh, uh, interviewer asking Kamala Harris who the president was because he said is it Joe Manchin basically and she got livid <laughs> at his at his question went off on him and she said no it's Joe Biden and I'm the vice president my name's Kamala Harris and uh, <laughs> yeah she had to remind the guy what her name was and I'm here to study the root causes of <laughs> illegal no she didn't say that I'm making mm. that up um Guys, did you see uh, this is I don't know if this is 
is appears to maybe be breaking news. A according to Fox News, a potential terrorist. Yeah. With links to a number of Yemeni subjects of interest, Yemeni being the country there uh, south of Saudi Arabia, was captured in Arizona mm-hmm. late last week after illegally crossing the U.S. border. Border Patrol officials announced Monday. The I'll just read one more bit of this. The 21-year-old man was apprehended Thursday night entering the U.S. from Mexico through Yuma, Arizona, according to a tweet from Yuma Sector Chief Patrol Agent Chris T. Clem. So, um, a potent, they're calling him a potential terrorist. Did you see this, Steve? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, was, I saw it right before I came on. And this is the one that they caught. Who knows how many they haven't caught. Uh, this is the one they're announcing. But, yes, a potential terrorist. He's got links to uh, these Yemeni subjects of interest, which I guess are Yemeni people who they know are uh, also uh, kind of connected to terrorism. He was wearing a, a, a jacket patch of an ambulance company uh, in, uh, in Arizona. You know, who had no, he was disguised, in other words. Fred, I've, I've worried about this. You know the, this the, that a that uh, Al Qaeda type groups mm-hmm. would use the open border policy of Biden to come on through without having you know try go to all the work and trouble to go through New York or L.A. or look <clears throat> you know JFK or so they just they just simply walk across the border. Easy. It was only a matter of time. As we've reported now for several months, uh, our border patrol people have said. They have stopped people coming from over 120 countries. So it isn't just Guatemala. It isn't just Honduras. It isn't just Haiti. It's people from all over the world. There are reports of people spending $4,000 for an airplane ticket from somewhere in the world to fly into Mexico, and then they walk to the border and claim asylum. You know, that I'm whatever from Honduras, let me in. This is how easy it is. Our Border Patrol... We're not exaggerating here, folks. Our Border Patrol is now talking about thousands of people streaming into our country every month. Thousands. Thousands of Mm -hmm. them. And they're being flown by Joe Biden air all over the country. And, 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 And local communities are going to have to deal with this. This is one guy that was caught, but I agree with Steve. I think there are plenty more that have entered the country already. You know how long it took to... That's it. One, one, one other observation about that. <clears throat> you, you know, Biden's numbers are hovering around, what, 42, 43% mm-hmm. approval, some yep. even under 40%. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's got a lot of problems on his hands. But if you were to have a terrorist attack oh boy. inside the United States and it was proven that the people came over the border mm-hmm. from Mexico, uh, which he's left wide open, Biden has. Yep. We know that now. He's left it wide open. Two million people will will have come here by the end of the year, illegally into our country. We don't even know who they are, yeah. and Biden's putting them on buses and planes and shipping them all over the country. <clears throat> but I'm just saying that if you were to have a uh, terrorist attack in the United States and you could prove that it came from people who crossed the uh, Mexican border uh, because of its porousness and because of Biden's, you know. Uh, not wanting to enforce the law there, then his numbers would sink down in the 20s. Yeah. Can you imagine or, if, or you're, if you're a Democratic Party strategist and we're, what, uh, 11 months away from an election, midterm election, and you're sitting around a table saying, okay, 
What's our strategy? What are we going to run on? What can we go out to the American people and say, look what a great job we've done? The economy, inflation. We have the Federal Reserve saying last week we're going to raise interest rates at least three times over the next 12 months. All right? You've got that. You've got the crisis at the southern border. You've now got uh, the, the, the war against the virus. <laughs> now the virus is mutating, and now we're being told you need to get boosters every six months probably. They're not winning anywhere. Afghanistan, the, the total yeah. travesty coming out of Afghanistan. <clears throat> they, uh, they've got nothing to run on. Also, be careful what you say uh, because it could come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. And Biden... And Harris, both, but Biden in particular, when he was running for president, remember? Yes. He blamed Trump for the uh, COVID. Yes. And he said, "He said uh, I'll shut down COVID, Biden I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down COVID. I'm going to shut down COVID, he said. Then he also said that anybody who had uh, this many people had died, he was talking about Trump, uh, on his watch should resign, mm-hmm. should not be president. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, now he's in the driver's seat. Biden is, and <clears throat> more people have passed away from COVID under the watch of Biden mm-hmm. than did under Trump. And Biden has even had uh, therapeutics and vaccine shots yes. to benefit him in mm-hmm. in his administration. Uh, now, as I said last week, personally. I don't blame Biden or Trump for COVID deaths. It's a virus that's uncontrollable, unstoppable. You can slow it down, but you're not going to be able to stop it, as we've seen here now with this latest variant starting to spread all across the country. Uh, but if Bi- the only reason I bring that up, if Biden's going to say when he's running for office that Trump's responsible, and then Biden gets in and the COVID blows up on him, and now he's going to say, "Well, I'm not responsible. Yeah, it's not my pro- it's not my fault." Uh, well, why didn't you shut down the virus, Mr. President? Talking about Biden. Well, I didn't see the variants coming, says Harris. Remember that the other day? Mm-hmm. We didn't. Uh, it's not our fault. We didn't see uh, Delta or Omer, uh, the Omicron. Over- <laughs> Omicron. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. virus coming. And I want to say, okay, uh, that would be. I would be more sympathetic to you saying that had you not crushed Trump yeah. for COVID and blamed everything bad that happened with COVID on Trump, did the Harris and Biden, including deaths, which was shameful in my opinion. But now it's coming back to them. You know, it's karma, political karma now. Now they're, and, and, and Harris and Biden are going, they're, they're in the White House, I guarantee you, they're going, we don't know what to do. There's nothing we can do to stop this virus. And then for them to admit, they say, wait, we didn't see uh, the variants coming. And that's your excuse for the, uh, that's your excuse is we didn't see this coming. And I want to say, well, I wonder if Trump said, you know what? I didn't see COVID number one coming either. Mm-hmm. You know what? You see what I'm saying here? Yep. What if Trump said, well, I, we didn't see it coming, uh, COVID. You think that Harris and, and Biden would say, okay. Uh, we understand that's uh, fair. No, they crushed him. They crushed Trump for COVID, and now it's on them. And the same standard is gonna is being applied to them. Yeah. 
to standard such as it is. Go ahead. To your point, Fred, about what do they have to run on? I had a point too, Steve. (laughs) In fact, I had about three of them. I'm going to speak to your points because I wanted to save the most important thing for last. I'm, t- I'm teasing. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> what are they going to run on? They don't have anything to run on, which is why they're running on fear. Mm-hmm. They're making sure that the American people are petrified and terrified and that you know, we don't want to change horses in the middle of this race. Who knows what's going to happen? But the American people are rebelling. Yeah. That's the bottom line. We saw it in Virginia, and you're going to see it. Can you imagine the prospect? We're about to see thousands of members of the military thrown out of their jobs. We're about to see uh, other mandates uh, and the impact of that. The mandates on healthcare workers. This, this country, if you think it's angry now, you just wait for a few months when these people all lose their jobs because of Joe Biden. But, you know, a lot of these hospital chains now, if that's what they're called, that's probably not what they're called, but they're companies that own these hospitals. A lot of them now are starting to say, Fred, we're not, we're not imposing this. Uh, yeah. Biden mandate because we're going to lose 20% of our staff and we can't afford to right. do that. Yep. Plus, plus the vaccines aren't stopping the spread anyway. So mm-hmm. what's the point in punishing people if the vaccines don't do, don't stop the spread of the virus? Well, you don't tell the White House that they're not working because the White House put out this tweet today or this statement today uh, regarding the uh, Omicron and the vaccine. It said, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Wow. That'll win Merry me a lot Christmas to you, Mr. Biden. Yes. <laughs> to you, too. That's what he said. That's what the White House said this I'm morning. I'm reading it. Yeah. Well, what, what they're saying there, what they're referencing there is uh, they're saying if you don't get the COVID shot, uh, you're the chances of you getting seriously ill or dying are great. And it's an us versus them. I mean, this is the vac- still the pandemic, the vaccinated to this guy. But, yeah. Despite the science. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he's going to say tomorrow to change anybody's mind. And by the way, this, uh, uh, um, the, 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 the latest variant, the O variant is uh, proven to be, at least thus far, very mild. I've got it myself right now, <clears throat> but uh, a lot of people are are experiencing it right now. It's gonna it's gonna spread in the next three or four weeks. I hate to be Doctor Doom, uh, but uh, uh, if you're listening to me right now, chances of you getting the O variant in the next six weeks are pretty high because it's spreading like wildfire. But it, it's it's turning out basically to be a uh, like a cold, or in, or in worst case like a flu. Uh, feeling like you got the flu. That's what I'm seeing and hearing from people. It's not. It's staying in the nasal cavity area and not going down in the lungs. Now there may come an, a variant a year from now that's you know like the Delta one that's pretty wicked. Um, but but at least for this O variant that's come along in the last few weeks, uh, almost everybody listening to me is going to get it in mm-hmm. the next six to eight weeks. It's spreading like wildfire. But as I say, the great news is. It'll help build natural immunity, number That's one. Right. Number two, uh, it's uh, like a, a seasonal cold or flu, basically. For the, for the, that's what I'm reading, and that's what I've observed. Hey, thanks, Fred. Thanks, Steve. You are welcome. And, uh, folks, we thank you for listening to today's issues here on AFR. If you want to send us an email, <coughs> comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow.